Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We are not telling you to live a certain way, that your home should look a certain way. We're telling you to you do you, we'll do the rest, right? You live how you want to live. We just want to provide you products that might fit into whatever categories or buckets are important to you at that time. Welcome to Being Home with Hunker, a podcast where we explore the idea of home, not just as a place where you live, but as an expression of your identity. Hi, I'm Lori Gunning-Grossman, Editorial Director at Hunker. Today on the show, we have Sam Dumas and Lyle Maltz, co-founders of Leeway Home, a direct-to-consumer dinnerware brand that offers all-in-one kits. Think ceramics, flatware, and glassware. Not only are Sam and Lyle business partners, they're also partners in life. With Leeway, they have a passion for meeting people where they are in life at whatever stage they're in and appreciate that as people change and grow, so do their homes and how they use them. Talking to Sam and Lyle, the trust and admiration they have for each other is evident. We discuss how they launched their business in the middle of the pandemic, their experience as entrepreneurs, as well as what they've discovered about themselves and about each other throughout this process. I loved talking with them. So let's welcome our guests, Sam and Lyle. You guys are the co-founders of Leeway Home. We are. We sure are. Not only are you co-founders, you are also married. (laughs) You want to wish us luck? (laughs) (laughs) I want to know how it's going as you are mixing together Mm -hmm. personal life, business life, because this is your first business that you've started together. Is that right? It is. It's our first business that we've started together about a year and a half ago. I always said that it's a 95-5 rule. So 95% of the time, because of the fact that we've been married for almost seven years, known each other for a decade, we were in agreement on all creative decisions and all brand decisions. And so 95% of the time, it was the fastest road and it felt like an expedited path to get there. Yeah, I mean, I think with a business like ours, especially the place where we could potentially really butt heads is with the aesthetic creative decisions. And fortunately for us, that's the place where we tend to agree almost all the time. 
you know, if it were a question of us disagreeing on what color, you know, our new ceramic collection should be, or the texture or finish, I think that's something that we would have a hard time overcoming. But the things where we tend to have a difference of opinion, it's not so significant that we can't default to, okay, if you feel really strongly about this, let's go in your direction. Or, you know, Sam will say the same thing to me. In all ventures, no matter if you're starting a business or starting a family, there has to be a certain level of trust, right? That's sort of the common denominator in a relationship. And the same thing applies to a business. For us, we trust each other more than we trust anyone else. And so when we started the business and really left behind what was a very comfortable life in a lot of ways. We were sort of on the track. Making that decision to step left of the track and sort of hold hands, so to speak, and move forward takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of guts. And in the middle of it takes a lot of perseverance. And not to sound corny, but when you look to your right or to your left and next to you is your business partner who you trust, who's also your husband, it's not just a smoother path forward, but it's a lot more comforting. I mean, what we're doing is scary. It's daunting. It's, it's all of those things. But being able to look at Lyle in those moments of stress or pressure and realize that it can be an unspoken trust. It's an unspoken, unwavering commitment to each other and to what we're doing. And I found personally that that alone has been one of the most invaluable pieces of the puzzle here. The fact that it is unspoken, that commitment to the business is unwavering together. I know that you launched your business during the pandemic. We did. Did you start it before the pandemic? We did. So we sort of planted that flag when we met as two people who were from small business families, it was something that we had in the back of our mind. And as we grew up, it sort of came more and more forward. And so we saw an opportunity pre-pandemic uh, in February of 2019. And we had a house, a small house upstate. And really, Lori, within four days, we just said, listen, let's just throw caution to the wind. We've been in the city for a long time. Life was starting to feel monotonous, not in all the bad ways, but just monotonous and where are we going? What are we achieving? What are we doing every day or every weekend? And it started to feel like it was the same thing over and over again. And I know a lot of people felt that way. The pandemic was the reason that they sort of caught themselves and got themselves out of it. For us, we felt fortunate that before the pandemic, we sort of had that burning inside of us. Uh, so to make a long story short, we moved upstate to our house. That's where we really started incubating this brand that now we call Leeway, right? It had about 10 different names before we we landed on the one we, we stuck with. And that's where we were alone in isolation in the middle of the woods, just the two of us. Really, it was like the beautiful mind, just charting <laughs> on the walls and writing different ideas in different industries that we were passionate about. And it was, you know, about a five-month process to arrive where it was a home brand categorized by making a shopping experience easier in tabletop providing high quality products at an affordable price. It wasn't an overnight type of thing, but that isolation upstate pre-pandemic was really helpful. And then obviously the following March, the pandemic hit. And I will just say that that was a prolonged journey, <laughs> a prolonged period of time in isolation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we feel fortunate. Do you disagree, Lai? I don't, no. Mm. The pandemic certainly did delay us in, in fully launching. There were definitely some problems that were not unique to us, all brands faced them. But we already had this kind of foundation of the way we were working that we just continued somewhat successfully. You know, there were definitely hurdles to overcome. But for us, launching a brand during a pandemic, we don't really know any different. This is all we know. So we are just dealing with things as they come at us, which, you know, would happen with entrepreneurs starting a brand at any time. Right. 
So Li Wei Home is a direct-to-consumer dinnerware with ceramics and flatware and glassware. Yes. You set it up as you have three core kits. Yep. Along with people can get add-ons and bundles. And let me just say really quickly, we, my husband and I, and our, our kids, we have some of your plates. Okay. Oh, great. And we have your leeway dish. And we love it. Oh, yay. That's great to hear. I love the shape and size of leeway dish. But let me just say really quickly, Jonathan, my husband, is very particular about our dishware. Mm-hmm. And probably for like maybe a year or six months, he's been saying, can we please get some new dishware? Because he doesn't like it when... You know, when you're using your utensils on dishware and it squeaks and scratches. Mm-hmm, do you guys know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 And yours doesn't do that. So he's very pleased. Oh, that's so nice. Great. We'll be putting in an order for more because he, <laughs> he, uh, he loves it. We all love it. So great to hear. <laughs> yeah. When we were starting the brand and we were incubating it, like I had just mentioned, of course, we were met with a lot of skepticism of, wait a minute, you're starting a direct-to-consumer dinnerware brand where you're selling plates and forks. Well, that's been done how many times before? What are you thinking? Why aren't you thinking about something more modern? You know, we heard everything like most entrepreneurs do. For us, though, we really saw an opportunity space for disruption in the way that it was still really a hassle to figure out what you needed. It was a hassle to find pieces that made sense for your budget or your space at home. So our entry point here was not reinventing how people use a plate and how they use a fork. It was really to change the experience of shopping for the category to make it a lot easier for consumers and also keep a really close eye and attention to price. These kits were largely inspired by our own experiences. Being New Yorkers, you know, at 22 with tiny studios, we didn't need 60, 70 pieces, nor did we have the space to store them or the budget to afford them. So our entryway kit is meant to be a very streamlined just what you need offering. And as our lives evolve to larger places, different entertaining styles, having dinner parties at home, you know, our needs changed. And that's where we might gravitate toward a full way kit, or perhaps our fill the bar bundle, which is all of the cocktail glasses that you might need to either have a quiet night in or entertain a group of 10 friends for cocktails at your place. So really, it was very largely motivated by our own situation. But when we went to shop the market for the things that we needed for these various stages of life, it didn't feel like anyone was saying anything other than here's the table that you need to set. And if you're not setting this table, we don't have anything to offer you. So for us, it just felt like people have varying needs. We're not here to tell you what to do. We're here to support you and the way that you want to live and meet people where they are. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, 
a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, you're based out of New York. So we're based in Brooklyn. We left the city, as Sam mentioned, for a few years. And then we returned in February of last year to set up our headquarters, which we're coming to you live from our headquarters now at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. (laughs) And we live just down the street. So we're back here full time. And it's a good thing, too, because we're always on the go. We're always working. We're here between here and our apartment, sometimes up to Midtown to visit some of our new retail accounts. But it's definitely good to be back. And we're both from Massachusetts, but we consider ourselves New Yorkers having been here 10 plus years. It's definitely nice to have the energy of the city, which is coming back more and more every day. So what has surprised you guys the most about starting this company and the work that you do? Well, you know, it's an interesting question. I think since the day that we first met each other, we had this shared dream of starting a business. Once we did do it, I'm not sure I would say that it's a surprise, but it was definitely nice to have the actual execution and experience of it match the dream that we shared, right? So it's been a really rewarding, fun, at times challenging, but a really lovely experience. One of the things that I've really loved the most is actually having to run our customer service program directly ourselves. Like we literally respond to every email and every message that comes in, which has given us a really great direct touch point to our customers that I don't think a lot of direct-to-consumer brands always get the chance to do. And I think that our customers really appreciate that the co-founders of the brands are taking the time to reach out. Yeah. So talking to your customers, that's for you, Lyle. What about you, Sam? Is there anything about starting this that surprises you, that you connect with, that you love? I think generally, and this is something Lyle and I spend a lot of time talking about, I think entrepreneurship as a thing on its own is what has been the most exciting. I think the awareness that you are far more capable than maybe you were told when you were younger in the corporate environment. You are far more energized than you realized. You have a lot more understanding of a lot of different areas of business than you might have given yourself credit for. I know for me, that has been a huge eye-opener. Yes, all of the details of the business, and we could spend so many hours talking about all of the trials and tribulations and pitfalls and successes. But for me, when I pull back and I think about what we've accomplished in the year, it falls under that idea of entrepreneurship and what that can mean if you handle it correctly. And, And so it's provided me with a lot of grit and perseverance and just confidence in my own ability. I didn't expect that you know, this isn't my first startup. And I think every experience sets you up in ways that you don't realize for the next one. And so for this experience, when I do pull back, I'm proud of us, proud of the company that we've built, and for what it means as entrepreneurs, and what it means as a person to equip me and my confidence moving forward. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then here's what else I'm curious about. What is it about working with each other that you've discovered about the other person that mm-hmm. may be a surprise, maybe you didn't expect, that you admire? Is there something new that's come out of it? For me, it's been what I fell in love with when I first met Lyle when I was 22. I was so attracted to his calm nature, his ability to think through solutions and find solutions rather very rationally, 
with a very level head, a very strategic mind. That is against my nature. I am, <laughs> I am the storm amidst his calm nature, you know? And so I was always attracted to that. What's surprised me is how far reaching that admiration respect is in terms of him being that way. I think it's invaluable to our success, at least from my point of view, because I think that we really are a yin and yang. You know, I am not as calm as Lyle is. I am just not built in the same way. I'm more of a creative thinker. I'm more of a marketer. And he's a bit more streamlined and linear. And that worked for us personally when I was 22. And it's working for us now in business. And so I sit back in amazement that we've been able to navigate that part and hold up each other's strengths in the same way that we did a decade ago even in business. What about you, Lyle? <laughs> I like that I'm the calm to your storm. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing that will always impress me about Sam is when something needs to be done, right? For example, a 20-foot container filled with a thousand cartons of products from abroad arrives to our warehouse and we expected it to be palleted, but it's not. It's literally just a thousand boxes inside a container. And we need to get it out of the container and up to our warehouse and figure it out. But because we've never done this before, we didn't know what to expect. But with Sam, it's always, all right, let's just do this. Let's figure it out. And that, to me, is one of the things that's enabled us to stay afloat, where somebody else might crumble under the overwhelming dauntingness of a situation, um, whether it's physical or or mental, uh, it's not a panic or a freak out. It's a, uh, all right, we, we got to do this. Uh, there's no option not to. So let's just figure out how we're going to do it. And while Sam might be a little bit louder <laughs> than I am in certain situations, there's never any question in my mind that we will figure this out. We can do this. And I think if I were doing it alone, I might react differently. But because we have each other, it's always a team effort and we lean on each other to figure things out. Sounds like a good partnership. You guys have been together for 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. We got married in 2015 in September. So that's six plus. And yeah, I'm 32 and I met him when I was 22. So we've known each other for 10 years. Do you notice how he always brings up how old he is and how much that's older right. I am? <laughs> I just want to flag that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. So you met on the younger side, as Sam has pointed out. Sam was 22. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Forging this life together. Yeah. But for anyone listening, I had no idea what was right in front of me. When I was 22, I barely knew that when I was 23. We get asked that a lot, right? Because I was, not to make a joke, but a young bride. Yeah. And I grew up with a wonderful family, but I was in the closet as a gay kid, you know, until I went to college. I wasn't thinking about wanting a wedding or getting married or my life is kind of a testament to just being open to opportunities, whether it's my marriage or this business. I didn't have a master plan. And I am personally just really excited at the opportunities to talk about my path, our path, our business, because it's about time people started speaking to the realities of not needing to know what the hell you're going to do in 10 years. I had no idea. I didn't know that I was going to meet Lyle when I was that young. I never thought about a wedding. And so it goes to show you that if you're open to opportunities and you apply yourself and apply your strengths rather than be fearful of your weaknesses, that the world can really open up for you. Add to that a ton of hard work. <laughs> and you might be satisfied with at least where you are in the moment. But I think it's just we've kept our eyes open, you know. Yeah. You both come from entrepreneurial small business families. Yeah. My father has had a plumbing and heating company since I was as young as I can remember. 
And so when I was growing up, I didn't know any different. I didn't think about it really. When I now look back, and of course, as I got older, I had this respect even without having a business. But now in particular, when I think of the realities of having your own business, doesn't matter if you have a plumbing and heating company, a private practice as a doctor, which uh, Lyle's father had, that same entrepreneurial spirit in terms of you can never shut off. You have to manage the pressure of a seven day a week business week. And those little tips and tricks that I didn't realize I was catching along the way have turned out to be really valuable in my life now. Really just seeing my dad and then my mom manage that business together and really what it takes in terms of perseverance and just the day-to-day grind. Because you know, I'll say this until I'm blue in the face, it doesn't matter what business you're starting. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You need to have a level of grit and perseverance and really sometimes a blind faith and a blind trust in yourself to just keep it moving forward because there are going to be some seasons that are successful, some that are not so much. Um, That ebb and flow of the realities of a business is the hardest part. And so having a front row seat even before I realized I did was invaluable. Yeah. Same for you, Lyle. Your father had his own practice? Yeah. So my dad had his own practice and then left his practice to start a medical software business. And that's about the extent of my understanding of of what it is that he did. But, uh, you know, started two small businesses. And before that, my grandfather was a dairy farmer in New Hampshire, rural New Hampshire, who found it challenging. He and his fellow farmers found it challenging to get loans from banks to buy farm equipment or supplies that they really needed to keep their businesses going. So he left farming and started a bank and gave loans to farmers who needed to purchase new tractors or feed for their livestock or what have you. And and those loans were largely based on on the character of the people applying for them. Um, And it was very successful. And so to watch my grandfather, who didn't even graduate from high school, do something so huge. And then my dad, obviously, starting his own practice, which took a lot of work and a lot of grit, and then leaving something that he was very comfortable in after a number of years to start something new at quite a risk was, to me, at the same time, exciting and inspirational and motivating. And I had always wanted to do that from as far as I can remember. And then add on top of that the fact that I watched them make their own decisions, call their own shots, do things in the way that they wanted to, even if that's not the established way of doing things. Sort of that counter corporate culture mindset to me was very appealing. So with Leeway, we're doing things the way we want to do them, even if some others might not agree with them or might question our decisions. You know, we feel confident in them and they seem to be working for us to this point. So (laughs) we want to continue doing things our way. Yeah. Let's talk about your home space a little bit. I, I'm assuming yeah. you guys spend a lot of time at work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our home space now, I wish I could sit here and say, oh, it's our sanctuary. It is certainly <laughs> not our sanctuary right now. It's not? <laughs> it is a reflection, like everyone's spaces are a reflection on not only who we are, but where we are, more importantly. Mm-hmm. We spend you know, 95% of our time at our headquarters in the Navy Yard. And so when we're home... You know, the things that I used to prioritize, whether it was upstate or in our old apartments, we just simply don't have time for. I mean, if I get up and make the bed and I put the dishes back (laughs) in the cabinet, I'm not even saying that to be funny. That is just the truth of it. And I bet if you lined up entrepreneurs at many stages, the focus needs to be primarily on what you're trying to build. It's like climbing a mountain with no arms and legs. I mean, you really, it takes a full 
a full discipline just to get through it. And so our home life now is a reflection of that. It's not as clean as it once was. It's not as adorned with beautiful things as I would like it to be. But in some way, again, to that point of we just are where we are in our home space. If you walked in, it would all make sense. You know, it would all (laughs) make sense for where we are. Now, is there anything, though, that you've taken along the way with you that has value to you, whether you brought it into your relationship together or when you moved to upstate New York and you moved back? Is there anything that either one of you has that you say to yourself, this has to come with me wherever I go? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, The first thing that sticks in my head, which is very random, one of the first gifts I ever purchased for Lyle was this, I don't know, Lyle, how would you describe it? It's just this beautiful teapot. I don't even drink tea. I don't think Lyle does either, or he didn't at the time. (laughs) And I saw it at John Darien. This was years ago. It was a beautiful store. And I thought, oh, he's older than I am. There you go. Another plug. (laughs) (laughs) He's more mature. He's an executive at Vera Wang. He'll like this nice, useless piece of ceramic pottery. And so that's been in every space. And it's a reminder of the first, it was the first gift I ever gave him. So I take that because it makes me laugh. I think the one part of the story that you're forgetting here is that I actually saw that very teapot in, I think, in a, in a magazine, in a home magazine or on a website or something. And I commented, oh, that's beautiful. I really love that teapot. And then just kind of moved on. Yeah. And Sam found it oh. and got it for me as a gift. So it's not just that it's a beautiful teapot, but it sort of symbolizes the fact that he, he really does pay attention to me, yeah. me even yeah. if sometimes it might not seem that way. <laughs> the real answer there is the, the, the one thing, and I'm not just dropping you a line here, the thing that we take from place to place is we have a lot of like Lyle's parents' charcoal glassware, colored glassware from their wedding. Yeah we were gifted. So we have that. We have his grandmother Murdis's glasses. We have little um, tea glasses from Morocco when we traveled there. Full dinnerware sets from Oaxaca that one of our friends uh, got married in Oaxaca. So we shipped back dinnerware, you know, ceramic plates and mugs. Those have traditionally been the things and within that same category that we purchase and then take from place to place. Like a lot of people collect from their travels. That's just our version of what we collect, you know, instead of getting t-shirts or shot glasses that I said at the top of the call, (laughs) we really bring home, you know, mugs and flatware and dinnerware and we keep that from you know place to place i love that you said shot glasses like we're on spring break or something (laughs) (laughs) i think that's exactly right the things that we move from place to place are the things that have some kind of a story behind them like we we love to say oh someone will comment and oh that's a beautiful glass and we could say oh well we found that this tiny place in morocco you know that one time that we took a trip there together so they typically are things that have yeah some meaning We've used and we are using right now, we're, we're working on uh, new product lines in some adjacent categories that we're really excited about. And many of those pieces, two in particular, were from my grandmother, my nani. She had this material of outdoor dinnerware. And that's what we used to say, hey, listen, we really like this. And it's held up for 40 years. And whatever the properties are on this or this napkin, it's been really lovely to be able to use things in product development that we've been using for so many years. And it's a nice product test of, mm-hmm. you know, a napkin that's held up and kept its color and is still wrinkle free out of the dryer. And it's quite literally 40 years old. We're in pursuit of that. <laughs> you know, how do we make yeah. that it has some storytelling to it, but in a world with upside down supply chain, it provides us some certainty, right? Of, okay, we've used this for so many years. How do we make a product like this? And we can be very intentional about those choices that we're making with partners that may be new. Yeah. I mean, I think for us, a lot of the things that we have in our home are unique in some way. Not everything, 
But a lot of the things that we have, it's either a sofa that we recovered in a fabric that we found somewhere in a tiny fabric shop, or, you know, it's a piece that we picked up abroad that we had never seen anything like it before. And that motivated a lot of the design that we put into leeway. That, I think, to me, is one of the things that I like most about home is finding things that are special and unique. And if we can make them a little more accessible um, or provide an alternative choice to everything else that's out there on the market with leeway, we want to do that. So, you know, it sounds like you guys are learning a lot of lessons in creating a business together. Yeah. As you've created a home together and a life together, what are lessons that you guys have learned in that process? My immediate answer there is I didn't ever realize how I express myself at home in terms of I like to take care of Lyle when we're home as much as I can. I think having a home space, whether it was our home upstate or even in the city, I like the aspect of, you know, little acts of service while we're home, you know, getting a glass of water, making sure that I get a glass of water for my husband or things like that. It's my way of expressing my my acts of service. You know, there's other ways to do it, but I found that home and the home space in general is my most natural expression of that. That's very sweet. Love it. Lyle? You know, for me, I think, especially as as startup founders, it has always been this way, but even more so now, I really need home to be a space where we can not talk about work or not talk about the things that, you know, have been stressing us out all day because... You know, where maybe we went to our individual jobs before and then came back together and we would have a little debrief and then, you know, have dinner and try to move on from it. Now it's become even more important to make our home as much as we possibly can. It's it's never it's never gonna be a hundred percent. I was gonna say, Lyle, how's that working for yeah. you? <laughs> it's never gonna be a hundred. The rule's broken more than it's yeah. upheld. But as much as we can say, okay, we've had our day, let's leave that at the office and try to you know, just unwind together and be together because we're physically here together every single day. But that doesn't mean that we're like mentally connected in that kind of personal way. Every day I might be packing orders and Sam might be, you know, putting together our new ad campaign um, and we check in with each other, but it's in much more of a professional way, you know, during the course of our workday. So when we get home, for me, it's really important to be able to sit and have a meal or even just watch TV and, uh, and try not to think about the workday, yeah. if we possibly can. We've always been really lucky, and I know that this is why we fell in love, but we've always had fun together. We were friends before we started dating. And what we try to prioritize, that most often now is at home, because you know we don't do as much as we used to, but we just prioritize having fun together. That might be having a bottle of wine when we get home, or making a cocktail, or going out to our favorite neighborhood spot. But that idea of connecting, not sitting down and staring in each other's eyes, <laughs> but just connecting over the things that we like to do. So it could be going out to shop for something we need for the house. It could be the most mundane example, but it's just the coming back to the fun, you know, because not every day it can be fun, you know, in life, but just kind of trying to get back to center of that point is really important at home. Yeah. You know, one question that we ask everybody being that our podcast is called Being Home with Hunker what does being home mean to you? Well, to me, being home means the chance to kind of unplug and, and relax and just enjoy each other. But it also means, like Sam said, it means a space where we where we laugh and smile and have a good time. And whether that's alone or with friends, 
the few friends that we still have in New York, when we have them over, you know, like uh, last weekend, we had our good friends over who just had, I think the baby's what, a month and a half at this point, a new baby yeah. um, and a lovely dog. And they came over and we cooked an easy pasta and just hung out and strung some lights up for the holidays and just had a laugh. And that was really lovely. And to me, that's that's what home is. And if it's ever not that, then we're doing something wrong. Yeah. Apologies for getting deep here. But my answer to that is really so true. And I feel really fortunate to be able to say this. But as someone growing up who I was so anxious, I didn't feel like I had enough friends or I just I wasn't a loner, but I just home was always a place where I could just take a breath. You know, I could be the full expression of myself, whether it was with my two brothers or my parents. And that hasn't really changed. I mean, I, I feel lucky that we are walking through life together because home is still the same thing. You know, I'm a lot more confident now than I once was when I was little. And I don't live in Worcester with my parents anymore. But that idea of still coming home and saying, did you see that? Or did, hey, did you talk to that guy that, you know, the decompression moment, the camaraderie that I feel at home now in my space is the same thing that I really appreciated growing up. It's just the place to take a breath. You know, I would never say that our home is our sanctuary. That's not really how I look at it. But I do look at it as an opportunity to be my full self, you know, to be my fully comfortable, confident, full expression of who Sam is. And I think that Lyle probably feels that way as well. And that's not something to take for granted at all. That's uh, it's so lovely. And <laughs> you said apologies for getting deep. And I, there are no apologies. I, I love it. As you are a same-sex couple yep. and you are together as sweethearts and running a business, do you feel any responsibility or drive to have that be part of your brand to show what's possible to people of the queer community that are young and growing up? I'll, I'll just say my son is 16. He's gay. He came out when he was 12. Yep. And something I, I had said on this podcast before is that when he first came out, he wanted to see what was possible, where he wants to get married someday and he wants to be successful and hadn't perhaps quite seen that at the age mm. of 12 mm -hmm. and just seeing what's possible. Yep. Yeah. So is that something that's important to you or is that a, a separate thing? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, first of all, that's such a touching story. As someone who's almost 40, the idea that your son came out at 12 is just a really awesome, awesome indication of where things are going. So I'm thrilled to hear that. Yeah, because I never would have considered that when I no, was 12. No, I, you know, I think for us, it's important to show that we are the people behind the brand, first and foremost, that was what was important to us. You know, we send out with every order, there's a card from us that says, you know, here's a picture of the two of us. We're Sam and Lyle. We're not only founders, we're husbands. And we wanted people to see that there was real people behind the brand. That was the most important thing for us. Not that it wasn't important to promote what's possible from gay founders. Um, that certainly is always important. But for me, I don't think that really resonated to the degree that I now consider it until we got some feedback from customers who said, listen, I'm gay and I'm you know in my 50s or 60s. And when I saw that card that you put in the box with you, it really gave me pause because when I was your age, I think that that is something that a gay founding couple would have hidden. So for me, it really meant a lot that you guys are bringing that to the forefront of your brand. And I just sort of felt you know, we're just bringing ourselves to the brand. Yeah. But it clicked in that moment that it really is more significant than that. It's more important than that. And it can potentially make a much bigger impact if we continue to promote it. So yes, it is definitely something that we're very conscious of now. But it started out wanting to just 
you know, share who we are and what our story is. And, yeah. and now that we've gotten this feedback from customers, actual customers who this has resonated on a much deeper level with, it's become increasingly more important to us every day. I think Lyle is being a bit modest in answering that, although I agree with everything you said, Lyle. But I think if you just look our tagline, it's live your way, right? It's to live your way. And so if there's not a recognition of that that was a conscious choice because we're two gay men as entrepreneurs, it certainly is right under the surface. That is just a part of who we are, that innate feeling of being you know, kids who were still in the closet and then understanding now what it means to be fully confident and fully whole. That expression and that reality is everywhere in our brand. I think it is not just one thing. I think it is from top to bottom an expression of, we are not telling you to live a certain way, that your home should look a certain way. We're telling you to you do you, we'll do the rest, right? You live how you want to live. We just want to provide you products that might fit into whatever categories or buckets are important to you at that time. We are saying, here's what we do. Here's where we're going. Here's our long-term vision. And we hope that you'll join us. You know, We'll hope that we have a product or a price point um, or a message that fits you. It's not the other way around. I love what you just said and the vision that you guys have. And again, how you said it's not about, or what I heard, it's not about perfection. No. Because mm-hmm. I think we're all seeing, especially during this pandemic, how we are in our homes more, that the importance of making it fit ourselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and our own way of life is the most important thing. Yeah. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Yeah. I mean, to Sam's point, you know, when I first moved to the city, I didn't even have a dining table in my studio. So the idea of setting a perfect table didn't resonate with me at all. Where was the brand, you know, that was sort of promoting, it's great for eating takeout on the sofa. (laughs) That was our life. And, you know, that message would have been a lot more impactful. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to tell you how to live or if you're not matching up to this image of perfection, that you're somehow failing or you're not achieving all that you could. Well, that's not what our brand is about. We want to provide you with the everyday product that you're going to love using every single meal. And yeah, right. However you eat that meal. I mean, (laughs) we don't have anything in our fridge right now. So takeout for us is great. We're not cooking. We want to take that, you know, takeout container, empty it into our dish and eat it on the sofa while we're watching TV at the end of a long day. And that is okay. Well, this has been a delight talking to you, fellas. Thank you so much. Thank you. Right back at you. Thank you. It was really a pleasure. It really was. To learn more about Leeway Home, visit their website at leewayhome.co, where you can learn more about their company and better yet, shop their kits, bundles, and other products. Or find them on Instagram at Leeway Home to keep up to date on the latest happenings. Also, be sure to visit our show notes for direct links to where you can discover everything that's going on with Sam, Lyle, and Leeway Home. You've been listening to Being Home with Hunker. For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman, executive produced by Eve Epstein. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio, theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, senior designer, Maury Men, and director of audience development, Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive.